Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Napa know-how. The Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolor paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. New England Patriots coverage on CLNSRadio.com. We want to hear from you, so call in right now. The phone lines are open, 929-477-2386. What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS New England Patriots postgame show. I am your host, Marvin Azan, and I got my co-host with me, Mr. Mike Nice, and this is our bi-week edition. What's going on, Mike? Not much, man. Enjoying the bye week while it's here, but can't wait till we return next Sunday and are covering everything Super Bowl related. New England Patriots, Atlanta Falcons, Super Bowl 51 in Houston, Texas. Can't wait to get it going. Can you can you imagine that show next week, man? We're going to be it's going to be a lot of energy. Let's just hope it's a lot of high energy when we when we get on here next week. Yeah, a lot of high and happy energy for sure. <laughs> but yeah, basically, we are here, guys. You know, something we've been waiting for all year. The New England Patriots have finally made it to the Super Bowl once again. All it took was a one-year hiatus, and we are back. You know how spoiled we are as New England Patriots fans. And they went this year 14-2. and claiming the number one seed in the AFC East. And looking at this team in the beginning, in the preseason, Mike, you saw this, you saw the schedule, you saw the team that we had, and you pretty much expected nothing less. Yeah, I mean, it's the New England Patriots, and what they do every year is win, 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 14-2, and 13-3. You know, you don't expect anything less than a very successful season, obviously a trip to the postseason, and AFC East, you know, championship, uh, like, this is what you expect year in and year out when you know you're in the Brady-Belichick era. So you look at the schedule, right, and then you get a curveball in the offseason. Tom Brady gets suspended for four games. So next one up, Jimmy Garoppolo. And you're facing the Cardinals, Miami, Houston, Buffalo with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. So you look at the schedule, you're like, with this offense, Gronkowski, Bennett, the running backs, you're pretty much saying three at one at best. You know, Cardinals, Super Bowl contending team of last year, that might give us a struggle. Then the next three teams don't look that bad. Jimmy Garoppolo can hold his own. Three and one is what you're pretty much thinking, right, Mike? Three and one. You can't go wrong with that. That's a great start to the season as you wait for Tom Brady to make his return. 
So you first game against the Cardinals at Arizona, Jimmy Garoppolo's season debut. Those for 264 yards. And not only does he have a pretty decent game, Mike, the Patriots beat the Cardinals at home 23 to 21. And there goes the media going crazy like, wow, Belichick really might be the best coach ever going up against this Arizona Cardinals defense. And Garoppolo having a hell of a game himself. Yeah, you know, a lot of people figured, you know, Garoppolo would step in. Obviously, he's not Tom Brady. But playing under Bill Belichick, playing in that offense, having the weapons, you know, that the Patriots have, you know, a lot of people figured he'd step in and be pretty solid quarterback. You know, he, he probably didn't exceed a lot of people's crazy expectation. But, I mean, he played well. He played well, and as, he played as well as a backup could for any team, and especially for the New England Patriots. Then the next game, you face a, a more light opponent in the – who was it? Sorry. In the Miami Dolphins, you win that game 31 to 24. So you're looking at these two games like Patriots are really just getting through. And they won the, they're going 2 0. So now you're thinking, wow, Patriots are really about to go 4 0 without Tom Brady. Garoppolo's looking good. But in that Miami game, something crazy happens. Garoppolo's on fire, throws for three touchdowns, looking amazing in that game. And then he gets hurt, goes off, goes out of the pocket, gets tackled, injures his AC joint in his shoulder. Yeah, once he goes down, it's had a lot of people shook because honestly, at the start of the season, especially once you knew Tom Brady was going down with the injury, you know, the worst case scenario was, what happens if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt? You know, a lot of people, obviously, they drafted, you know, another quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. But a lot of people are wondering, should the Patriots bring in somebody else, bring in a veteran quarterback just in case, you know, something were to happen to Garoppolo? A lot of people didn't know. But the Patriots said, you know what, we're just going to roll with it. We have Garoppolo, who's ready to go, who's been at the team for a couple seasons now. He knows everything. They're going to roll with it and hope for the best that he can hold down the fort till Tom Brady comes back. But the worst-case scenario happens, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, and the Patriots are forced to go to their third string, and not only a third-string quarterback, but a rookie quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. And, Mike, I'm going to give us some credit here. You know, in the beginning of the year, we were the ones saying, you know, Jacoby Brissett is kind of outplaying Jimmy Garoppolo in the preseason. We saw what he was doing. You know, slinging the ball out there. There was a tight end on our team, AJ Derby, at the time, and those two had a connection. You saw, you saw Jacoby with the poison. Like, wow, this quarterback could actually be something. So we here in, in the post game show, we weren't too worried about Jacoby Brissett being that third string quarterback and starting the next game for the Texans. Not at all. Not at all. We figured, you know, once you're in the Brady, once you're in the Belichick system, you know. A lot of people say, oh, the Patriots are a machine. You can plug anybody into the system and they'll play well. Uh, some of that, I would say, is somewhat true. But at the same time, Tom Brady is just the greatest of all time, and he's a great and he's a great quarterback. Uh, but once you put somebody into the system and they learn the plays, they've gone through the offseason, the OTAs, training camp, and all of that, and they learn from Belichick and, 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 the, and Josh McDaniels and everything, you figure, you know, a quarterback would have some – Pretty pretty decent success, and Jacoby Brissett was no different. He stepped up, 
when his name was called. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about that game he had against the Houston Texans, DJ Meese. You know, he went 11 for 19, 100 yards, nothing crazy, but ran for 48 yards in a touchdown. And, you know, game management, and they, they shut out the Houston Texans 27 to zero. And now you're just like, what is going on here with these Patriots? It doesn't matter who's in the back who playing quarterback. These these guys find a way to win week by week. It, it was main it was mania here in Pat's Nation. But move on to next week. You're facing the Buffalo Bills, and now in your mind, there's no way you're gonna lose to the Bills. And what happens? You get shut out yourself. Bills beat you 16 zero. Jimmy Jacoby Brissett went 17 for 27, 205 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Just a you know, and he showed his pretty much his true colors. Still learning the game. Game man, game manager wasn't quite ready to be their quarterback, but you weren't too worried because at the end of the day, you pretty much thought you was gonna go maybe two and two, three and one if you're lucky. You ended up being three and one, in good position, and the goat will be returning. Yeah, I mean, once it was three and one, you figured a lot of people said, okay, four and zero, that'd be a great start. Obviously, no one would be mad at that. But three and zero was a lot. Of, was three and one was something that a lot of people figured would possibly happen, and that was the best case scenario, honestly, as the everybody waited for Tom Brady to return. And the thing is, not a lot of people knew what to expect out uh, from Tom Brady. Some people thought that he'd come back and jump right into things and would have wasted no time being the goat that he is some people felt that you know he's missed some time you know he's not in the he's not in regular season form you know it's going to take him some time to probably work back into the regular Tom Brady that we're used to seeing but yeah it was against the Cleveland Cleveland Browns but man did he come out and did he look like Tom Brady mid-season form ready to march on through another regular season and hopefully to a championship and now Brady comes back against the Cleveland Browns. Long story short, throws for 400 yards, three touchdowns, and it was like, yep, it's goal time. But not only was that Brady's return, in a sense, in a way, it was Gronkowski's return too. Because in the beginning of the season, Patriots were really limiting Gronkowski. And it seemed like once Brady got back, that's when Gronkowski started rolling and you couldn't look back from there. It looked like it was go time. Patriots going to run the table and take over the AFCs. And that's what they pretty much did, winning 11 out of their 12 games with Tom Brady. But the big game was November 13th against the Seattle Seahawks. You know, Brady versus Wilson, the Super Bowl matchup. And Patriots ended up losing that game 31-24. to Yeah, you know, a lot of people thought the way Brady was playing – Leading up to that game, hey, man, Patriots had a chance to run the table and Brady finish out the regular season without a loss. But, you know, it's bound to happen. And, and in that game against the Seattle uh, Seahawks, you know, the Patriots took that loss. But you still felt like the Patriots were in good shape. That loss didn't mean too much. You know, Brady and the Patriots were going to continue to march on and do their thing. And that's exactly what they did. You know, Brady didn't miss a beat team did well and they marched on for sure but another key factor in this game was Gronkowski during this game Gronkowski got popped and it's not many times we say this but Gronkowski got 
Pop by Earl Thomas. It was a crucial big hit and changed pretty much the Patriots season. You know, Gronk didn't play the next couple of games. When he came back, he didn't look the same. The next thing we know, we're hearing that Gronkowski has, is going to have back surgery and is out for the rest of the season. And now you're like, here we go again. But was past nation so scared, Mike? No, not at all. And reason being, you know, years before, once the Patriots lost Gronk, I know it sounds bad even me just saying it, like, oh, this is something we're used to every year. Gronkowski goes down, he's out. But, I mean, years before, when the Patriots were without Gronkowski because of an injury, it seemed like all hope was lost. You know, the Patriots' offense was just going to go downhill. That's Brady's number one target, you know, Gronkowski. He's the one who did the most damage in the end zone and helped put a lot of the points on the board. But this season, you know, you had a lot of guys step up. Obviously, it was a huge, huge acquisition in getting Martellus Bennett. You know, you figured Amendola would turn and be a solid, steady piece. Getting Chris Hogan was also a much bigger acquisition than anyone anticipated. Uh, the rookie Malcolm Mitchell started to really step up and come on. So people saw, you know, obviously there's some people out there that saw Rob Gronkowski go down and figured, oh boy, here, there goes, you know, the greatest tight end, you know, possibly who's ever played the game up for the season yet again. Uh Thing, the Patriots are probably doomed, but I think the majority of people, you know, like I feel like us here on the post game show, felt that the Patriots would be just all right because, you know, for the first time in a while, they had a lot of other weapons to depend on. And you mentioned the, all the guys, all the accusation, acquisitions that really, you know, helped out the Patriots minus Gronkowski, and they played big throughout this year in the offensive, but offensive um stance but there was one person that would come in late that the forgotten warrior Dion Lewis would make his return on uh, you know against Baltimore uh, December 12th on a Monday night football game didn't have much didn't play much but it was just a great sign to see Dion Lewis and then the next game against Denver he had his breakout game going rushing for 95 yards against the Broncos and that's like wow we really have Minus Gronkowski, we have our full offense back. And you know the storyline. Patriots haven't lost when Deion Lewis has been in the lineup. And that still holds true till this day. And that's the offense, man. The Patriots end up going 14-2, their last loss against the Seahawks. Heading to the playoffs, number one seed, get the bye. And then we face, you know, the Houston Texans. And everyone knew that would be, you know, an, everyone thought it would be a pretty much easy game. It ended up being a little harder than we expected. The Patriots ended up winning 34-16. Then the next opponent was the Steelers, a team that has all the offense in the world. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Patriots ended up holding that team to 17 points, win the game 36-17, and here we are, Mike, into the Super Bowl with with this squad right here. And we haven't even spoke about the defense yet. I haven't even spoke about the defense yet, but you know, like you said, another successful season for the Patriots. You know, something that we've we've grown so used to and accustomed to here in Pats Nation. This team has always been able to get it done. You know, they finished first in their division every year since 2009. And they've won more than 10 games every season since 2003. These guys are just the definition of consistency. Consistency. If you look up the word consistency, you will see a picture 
of Pat the Patriot and the New England Patriots uh, logo in the dictionary because that's what this team is all about, especially since Belichick has taken over. And even more, especially since, you know, Tom Brady has been the starting quarterback. This is the type of success we are used to from this New England Patriots team every season. And let's talk about the defense a little bit. This defensive squad for the Patriots had an up-and-down season. You know, started off early winning games, and you're like, wow, this defense is going to be scary. You know, going into the preseason, we, I know we did predictions. And, Mike, I said this was going to be the best defensive squad in the AFC. Think about Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower, Malcolm Butler stepping up. You like this kid, Cyrus Jones. Logan Ryans has another year in his belt. McCourty. I'm thinking, wow, Jabal Sheard, this defense is going to be amazing. It's going to, you know, get a lot of turnovers. But that wasn't quite the case starting off. You know, it was that bend-don't-break defense that drove us all crazy. Teams would, you know, throw yards against us, but once they got into the red zone, maybe it'll end up in a field goal. This one is score a lot of points. And that started to get frustrating. You could tell that, you know, the Patriots coaches weren't happy as well. Trading Jamie Collins, you know, shaking up the defense pretty much. Bringing in guys like Kyle Van Noy. And then next thing you know, this defense is becoming unstoppable. Not only are they not letting up points, but they're not letting up yards either. And that became the story in the second half for the New England Patriots. Yeah, as the season went on, this this team became, became known for two things very well. One... They don't let up a lot of points. The Patriots finished the year ranked first in points allowed per game. I think it's around like 15 a game. And then another thing that became known very well with the Patriots is they don't give up a lot of rushing yards. I don't care how great of a running back is that stepped up against the Patriots. You know, I think they finished the season only giving up around 88 yards per game on the ground, which is very good for any team. And like I said, as the season went on, you know, the Patriots defense continued to improve, not giving a lot of points, not giving up a lot of yards. You know, that's the team. That's the kind of the Patriots defensive teams we knew early on in the 2000s. You know, when they had the the, the, the three Super Bowls in four years, those are the kind of defensive teams we knew, you know, that, that played very well. And that's what kind of what you got from this Patriots team kind of in the second half of the season and all the way through the postseason so far. And so, Mike, going into the season, you know, you definitely had a, a different outlook on what this Patriots was going to be and what they really became. Um, what was a surprise for you during this season of the New England Patriots? What did you not expect? I think one thing that a lot of people can agree with was the fact that no one expected LeGarrette Blunt to turn into the workhorse yeah. that he was throughout the 2016 regular season. I remember during the pregame shows, uh, the preseason shows that we had, you know, we all figured LeGarrette Blunt would be nothing more than a third down, maybe a third down back or just a goal line back, sh- short yardage back, and maybe they'll try to possibly working uh, James White a little bit more, or maybe even try to go with some of the young guys that they had come through the team, like DJ Foster or, or something like that. Um, but James uh, LeGarrette Blunt 
turned into the workhorse big time back that a lot of other teams in the NFL have. You know, Laguerre Blunt became somebody who can they who Patriots really depended on. He finished this season with career high stats across the yards. I think in attempts, yards, and I think he led the league with 18 touchdowns on the season. You know, no one expected to him for him to to break out and have this type of performance this year. And I got to give him a lot of credit. You know, I hated on this man big time. You know, throughout the course of the preseason and training camp, I did not expect him to come out this year at 30 years old and be this big time running back that he was for the Patriots. That's a great, great surprise. Garrett Blunt, a guy <laughs> during our preseason shows, if you guys remember, we were saying he might not even make the team. We were looking at guys like DJ Foster. Um, I forget the other running back who had it. He's not even in, a, in a mem- my memory no more. There was another running back that was playing well in the preseason that we really thought was going to take Garrett Blunt's place. But boy, were we wrong, especially during the first four games when Brady wasn't playing. The Garrett Blunt was a huge force for this team and really carried the load offensively. But Mike, what we're here to talk about today, man, is Patriots versus the NFC opponent, the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons going to the Super Bowl for the second time in their career. And, you know, Patriots going for their ninth lead in the NFL. This game is going to be, as we all expect, you know, high scoring. But you got Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. This is the first time when a first All-Pro quarterback faces a second All-Pro quarterback. And it should be really, really fun to watch. Absolutely. We're talking about two guys who had absolutely amazing seasons. In a lot of people's eyes, these guys are one and two in the Super Bowl. I mean, the MVP race. You know, Matt Ryan had an unbelievable season from start to finish, especially a bounce back season. From, from what he did last year and even seasons before, you know, Matt Ryan hasn't been as great as he was this year and as good as Tom Brady was this year. And everybody knows he does this year in and year out. It's the fact that he came back and did damage and, you know, either led the league or was, you know, top three or top two in a lot of different categories. And he only did that in what, uh, 12 games. It's a pretty amazing feat. So, you know, a lot of people have these guys in number one and two in MVP voting, like I said. And you couldn't ask for a better, you know, matchup at the quarterback position heading into the Super Bowl. Not at all. I'm going to love to see this deep, this Patriots defense against the number one offense in Atlanta Falcons. There's a lot of matchups we can talk about, you know. Julio Jones is a name that everybody's going to be talking about, especially after the huge performance that he had last week against the Green Bay Packers. You know, is it going to be Malcolm Butler? Are they going to do rotational cornerbacks? Is he going to see different looks? Or is it going to be how they covered Antonio Brown Butler in in a, in a, a shadowed with a safety? There's so many different ways that Patriots are going to have to, you know, try to see cover Julio. But, but as I've been saying, Mike, you know, this offense is a lot better than the Steelers' offense. They got second, third, and fourth, and fifth options. You know, Muhammad Sanu is probably the best second option receiver in the NFL right now. You couldn't ask for a number two, better sec- number two receiver. Then you have 
Taylor Gabriel, who's their third receiver, who came out of nowhere in the second half of the season. And he is shifty, quick, and fast. A lot of speed. If he gets an open lane, it, good night. It, he's going into the end zone. But then you have the running backs as well. Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, that duo is insane. You, they're both dual threats. They both can run the ball, go out there as well and be receivers. Tevin Coleman, who I know you like, Mike, 6-1 receiver, big guy who can cause a lot of mismatch nightmares as well. Yeah, this Atlanta Falcons team is a definition of having a lot of weapons, kind of similar to the Patriots. A lot of weapons, you know, in the running game and in the passing game. Same could be said about the Atlanta Falcons. All the guys you just listed can all have huge impacts on the game, in the game, and, I mean, be be someone who Matt Ryan could depend on, you know. Big plays can happen down the field from Julio Jones, Gabriel, Sanu, Coleman, Freeman. They all can do it. You know, even Jacob Tammy, the tight end, is a threat who can be relied upon. Whoa, man. It's, it's, it's kind of like a mirror image of looking at these two teams and how they're set up. You know, there's no real weak spot, you know, offensively for, for either team. You know, you know, I think the only thing that you can really look at is possibly how teams are health-wise and who's really healthy and ready to go. But if you have everybody fully healthy and, and playing to the, the, the highest potential, <laughs> both teams are pretty well, well, they're pretty even. They're pretty even and, and match up really well against each other offensively. I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsors, Blue Apron and Zip Recruiter. Blue Apron gives you great food for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers new seasonal recipes each week along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals at a great price. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash patriots. And with Zip Recruiter. You can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. We'd love if everyone, if they had interest, would use these promo codes and is a way to help support us here at CLNS Radio. Mike, Atlanta Falcons defense is not great. You know, they're... They're ranked 27th in scoring defense. They're, I believe, 25th in yards allowed. What does this Atlanta defense have to do to slow down Tom Brady? Or can they? I mean, it's tough to slow down the GOAT and this Patriots offense and everything they've they've worked towards. Um, But one thing I say year in and year out for any team, you know, as great as a quarterback is, doesn't matter how great you are. If a team can get pressure on the opposing quarterback and have a solid pass rush, it's going to be a long day. And I think that's exactly what, you know, the uh, the Atlanta folks are going to try to do as best they can with their guys up front. Um, They have to try to put pressure on Tom Brady and try to hit him, sack him, make him feel their presence throughout the game. And if you can do that, you know, we saw what happened to Brady against the Broncos last season in the AFC Championship game. We saw what happened to Brady, you know, in those two Super Bowl matchups against the, the New York Giants. One major aspect of those games was the pass rush from the opposing team. And if the Falcons are able to successfully do that, it's going to be a long day for the Patriots. So 
the Patriots are going to need their offensive line to be, you know, at the top of their game and make sure they're doing everything to protect Tom Brady. Because if I feel against this, this Atlanta Falcons defense and especially this secondary, if Tom Brady gets time, he will able he will be able to dissect the Falcons secondary and have the Edelmans, the Mitchells, the Amendolas, the Hogans, the Bennett's have them do damage down the field. And so in 2014, against, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, Mike, we used to do a show called Double M Sports. And I remember in Double M, we're talking about, you know, X factors. Who's going to be the X factor for the Patriots? And I was saying how Shane Vereen at that time was going to be a huge, you know, huge piece in this game, just knowing how great that Seattle defense was. And you you were going to have to beat them underneath x factors you know that guy that who's who's not that superstar but who's going to be a key player for the offense who do you see being the Patriots x factor for next week i definitely feel like they're gonna need martellus bennett to probably play his best game of the season you know obviously coming into this year once the Patriots acquired martellus bennett <clears throat> excuse me it was the first time you know, in a while, probably since, you know, Aaron Hernandez at the Patriots could really say they had a number two tight end next to next to uh, Rob Gronkowski that they can cut on, they, that they can count on. You know, obviously, they've had different guys come through over the last couple seasons to try to step up and be that number two guy in the two tight end set that the Patriots love to run. But obviously, they didn't have success seasons too many couple last couple of seasons. But this year, you know, when Bennett and Gronkowski was on the field healthy together, there's obviously two guys that they were forced to be reckoned with. You know, Gronkowski went down. Bennett's been pretty solid. Uh, but he's dealt with some injuries. He's been banged up. You know, he stayed on the field and, and he's tried to play through a lot of these injuries. And I think even going into the Super Bowl game, he's dealing with, you know, broken bone pieces in his ankle or something along those lines. But I feel like, you know, it's the Super Bowl. You have to put everything out on the line and especially in the red zone where you must put up points against this Atlanta Falcons team because it's going to be a shootout. You're going to need that big six foot six, six foot seven frame of uh, Martellus Bennett to be a target in the red zone and possibly, you know, looking for him to get two, maybe three touchdowns in the red zone if, if, if need be. So I'm hoping that Bennett could be an X factor. You know, I know, he comes. He has all the the interviews, and he talks about how great it is to be with the Patriots, and how much he loves the winning and the atmosphere and the organization and everything that's going on. And you can see how excited he was after the AFC Championship game. Him, you know, dancing with the cheerleaders and shaking the pom poms and everything. You know how big this is for him. How big of a moment it is. Hopefully, it's not too big of a moment for him where you know he he doesn't perform well. But hopefully, he stays in the moment and plays well. And has a huge impact in the on in in the game, and is someone that Brady can rely upon. Yeah, Martellus Bennett, and uh, I don't think this will be too big of a moment. We saw earlier this year how dynamic he was before the injuries. He would get the ball, and you know, he wasn't grunk, but the, his stiff arms were lethal. He he was he's just so, such a strong presence, and it, it declined obviously due to all the injuries. But the guy's a warrior. He, every time he looked like he had a season-ending injury, he'll just get right back up, and you'll see him back on the field two plays later. So kudos to Martellus Bennett, and we're definitely gonna need him for the Atlanta Falcons. My X factor, well, I have two, Mike. 
is Danny Amendola and Malcolm Mitchell. You know, Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman. You can, you know that those guys, even Bennett, since he's the only tight end on the field, those guys are going to get a lot of attention from the Falcons. They're not going to be the Steelers letting Chris Hogan be free and with flea flickers and all that. They're going to key in on Chris Hogan. But I believe Malcolm Mitchell, the rookie, who had a great season, in my opinion. You know, it's not it's not many times you see a rookie receiver make an impact with this Patriots offense, but he's going to be huge. And Danny and Danny Amendola, Amendola is always just that guy when Brady needs a first down and his guys are covered, double team. You just throw it to Amendola, he's just going to make that that catch at the perfect time. He just he's clutch. He's that clutch guy. He does he's not going to have big game. You're not going to see him get seven catches for a hundred yard plus. But he's just going to be reliable. Malcolm Mitchell, he's a playmaker. You can give him the ball, and, and he can break one if if you let him go. So I think those two guys are going to be key for this offense in Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, especially Malcolm Mitchell, like you said, it's not often that you see a rookie wide receiver step up and have a huge impact this first year. They tried with, uh, what was that guy that spent? Dobson. <laughs> Aaron Dobson. Spent so many years with the Patriots, and especially his first year. You know, wasn't a huge big-time player. Uh, they tried with, I think, Kimbrough Tompkins was another guy who was here who didn't play too bad but didn't stick around too long. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell, obviously, I think, you know, especially a team with so many weapons, when he's got the opportunity to be on the field, he's made an impact. Um, even coming out of preseason with that, that arm injury, that elbow injury he dealt with, he still stepped up and was pretty solid throughout the season. I feel like he'll have a role on this team for years to come. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's a guy right next to Bennett and Medola. You know, those three guys right there after uh, Chris Hogan and Julian Edelman, who you know will probably see the majority of the targets you want. You know, one of those three guys or all three of those guys, Bennett, Hogan, I mean, Bennett, uh, Mitchell, and Amendola to step up and, and be a huge weapon, huge target for Tom Brady to use in the Super Bowl. Atlanta has any chance of winning this game, Mike? Honestly, as great as Atlanta is, you know, this is only their second time going to the Super Bowl. I think for everybody on this team, on that team, other than maybe Dwight Freeney, you know, I don't think anybody else has probably been to the Super Bowl. I think I could be wrong. Uh, their coach, their coach has been there. Their coach has been there. It's a big moment. It's a big moment. And honestly, just the fact that the Patriots organization, especially in, throughout this Bill Belichick and Tom Brady era, this is nothing new to them. In some senses, probably to a lot of them, this is another game for them. It's just another game. Obviously, it's the Super Bowl. It's the big one. It's the last one of the year. But they've been there before. They know what it's like. They know the feeling. They know the pressure. What it's going to boil down to is them coming out and playing. One thing that my dad always says to me is you got you have to let the game be played. You have to let it be played out. So that's what we have to wait and see, the game be played out. But based off experience, one, and two, you're going up against the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest coach of all time. They're planning. They're going to be ready to go. No knock on the Atlanta Falcons and the season they had, but sometimes – just the experience and just the greatness is just too much to overcome. I don't think the Falcons can get it done. Wow, you heard it here first from Mike Nice. Not thinking the Falcons could get it done. I, I'm with you though, Mike. 
Patriots have too much, too much experience. They've been, it's just been two years. It's been pretty much a season where they just didn't get to the Super Bowl. They're experienced. They know what's going on. You have Bill Belichick. Anytime I say, anytime you give Bill Belichick two weeks, I'm really confident he's going to figure out their offense, figure out what the defense should do for Julio Jones, Sanu, and those guys. Patriots, Patriots win it out in a shootout, man, in a shootout. You you can't have Guskowski miss any extra points or none of that this game. You really need to be, you know, play your best football and handle business. Absolutely. No field goals as great as a kicker Guskowski's been. You know, obviously this season has been kind of rocky for him, but he's been pretty solid for the most part. But field goals aren't going to cut it this game. You need to get into the red zone. And the chances you do get into the red zone, you need to put up six. And even if you can hit some home run plays, you know, even if it's a flea flicker like we saw in the AFC Championship game, whatever kind of home run plays you can hit that can find the end zone, you got to hit those for sure. But it's not about putting up three in this Super Bowl matchup. It's about getting those six up and then Kaskowski can set up and hit up that extra point. So I'm expecting big numbers on the board from both teams, but hopefully at the end of the day, you know, the Patriots defense, which has been solid all season, can make a huge stop, a huge play, and ensure that the Patriots are, one, are the team that has uh, the more, more points on the board and hold the Falcons down. Absolutely. Patriots, this week, getting ready for preparation, going to Houston and um, trying to get this win, man. It'll be number number five for Tom Brady, Bill Belichick together. That's just I want it. incredible <laughs> and incredibly. Can I say something? I can make an argument, Mike. If Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at number five, well, just Brady in itself. If Brady gets five, I can make an argument that Brady's five is just as impressive or even more impressive than Jordan's six. Well, uh, more impressive? No. Just as impressive? This is football, though, and in, in start from 2001 all the way to 2017 to get a champion, your fifth ring. It's impressive. Don't get me wrong. More impressive. I don't know if I'd say he's more impressive, but on the same level or as right there, I definitely agree. If he can get this fifth one, if him and if Belichick and Brady can get this fifth one, especially Brady, you know, like I've said before. I think we both said this after the last Super Bowl they won. That was that that was pretty solid for us right there, <laughs> DJ Means. We knew that fourth one yep. against the Seahawks was it. We, like, that's that's why we needed that one battle. That one solidified Brady. That one solidified Brady. If they can win, if Brady can win this fifth Super Bowl, he can he can take up he can step up on that stage, get the trophy from Goodell, and tell the world that I am retiring today. And I wouldn't give a damn. He could go next season and have a, a Peyton Manning-esque final season where he sucks. And sucks. Like, plays bad like Peyton Manning did that last year with Denver. And me, I wouldn't give a damn. It wouldn't change anybody's opinion. It wouldn't change anybody's opinion on who the GOAT is and who the greatest of nope. all time is. Absolutely. Fifth, fifth will put that guy right now. He's the greatest of all time, but if you look at it because of the championships, people's going to say, well, he's still tied with Montana. He's still tied with Bradshaw, whatever yeah. the case may be. Fifth makes it unanimous. But fifth, five rings, he's on the top of the mountain 
on his own with his hand in the air like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Talk about if you <laughs> smell what Brady's cooking. He's by himself. Period. Yep. Point blank. And it's something that we could, we may never see again in our lifetime. So let's cherish it. Absolutely, man. Let's get it done, Patriots. Let's go there to Houston and get it done. This is the post game. Sh- this post game show will be available for on demand download by searching for the CLNS Radio New England Patriots post game show on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. When you download our feed, you'll also get the Patriots News Feeds podcast, our daily news podcast hosted by our content manager, Michael Longi. While you're at it, make sure you check out Patriots Beat Podcast hosted by Harris, which is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the CLNS Radio Mobile Podcast app. You can also check out Tyler Trudeau's video work for CLNS at YouTube.com slash CLNS Radio. And be sure to check out Charles Russick and Billy Wise written work on the Patriots at CLNSRadio.com. Today's show was brought to you by Blue Apron. Get your first three meals for free with free shipping when you go to BlueApron.com slash Patriots. And by ZipRecruiter. You can try ZipRecruiter for free today by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash SportsFan. I want to thank all the listeners who tuned in for CLNS Radio Executive Producer Larry H. Russell, Patriots Content Manager Michael Longi, my co-host Mike Nice, I'm Marvin Azan. See everyone back here next week when the Patriots take on the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And again, this has been the Patriots postgame show powered by CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. We will see you guys huge and big time next Sunday for the Super Bowl. 